everybody and welcome to another episode of Great People TV with me, Ben Ibrahim. And today, yes, I have to celebrate this moment. We have the one and only Vivi Yusuf. That's in Vivi Yusuf. But I call her Vivi because I've known her for a very, very long time. Vivi, how are you? It's great to have you with us. Vineer, it's so nice to speak to you again. I know, I know. I just got to tell everybody that I first met Vivi 11 years ago when I was working for Astro Awani. I ran a show called Entrepreneur. We came to Vivi's office and she was like a typical startup. You know, like really everything was bootstrapped. Do you remember those days, Vivi? Oh, yes. Very vividly. It was awesome days. You know, the days where you were hopeful. Is this going to is this gonna work? Is this going to go anywhere? But you, you're full of energy and full of passion, right? And I remember you interviewing me at this one big table. And that big table was everything. It was our dining table, packing table, you know, um, QC table. It was just, yeah, those, those good old days. Well, when you look at that table and you look at where you are right now, what what memories and emotions come to mind in terms of that journey? Because like, it's that journey of growth, as I like to say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't have that table anymore, but obviously it comes with a lot of good memories. Um, and it's nice because sometimes as entrepreneurs, you're just go, 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 right? Like, what's next? What's next? Next, next, next. You don't have time to sit and reflect. So when you ask me this, now only I'm suddenly like reflecting and we've come so far, you know, um, and I think entrepreneurs because they're always hustling like there's just no time to sit and appreciate how far you've come like from a small outfit of like you know three to five people now we have over 300 people we have stores we have brands and we ship to like you know almost 100 countries and it's just um yeah i guess it's 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 nice to see how far the journey has come but of course, it's bittersweet because I feel like the closeness and the excitement of starting up that business um, is always the fun part. You know, the good old days where everybody is like in the same boat together and we're just like staying till the wee hours voluntarily, you know, um, that kind of bond and closeness between a small team nowadays becomes so big and um, the the closest isn't as the same as before but of course in terms of business wise definitely like it it has legs to grow into even a global brand right look baby i'm um again thank you for taking the time to talk to me and great people tv we know how busy you are but today we're not talking about numbers we're not talking about business models financial models regulatory frameworks it's just a conversation really amongst friends about yeah how how far you've grown and as a friend i'm very very proud of you but why a book? That was the that that's oh, the main right. uh, yeah that's the main yes I mean like when I first the first and the and we're talking about I mean it's very ironic I met you eleven years ago and your books come out the first decade so and it's not easy to write a book yeah <laughs> I know I know words come naturally to you because you're a blogger you're a lawyer but tell us about the motivation behind writing a book I mean you've already got Ooh. enough on your plate. <laughs> I know, right? I, I have four kids. I have a business to run. And I'm like, hmm, I want to write a book today. <laughs> um, I'm really, uh, I love, I'm restless, right? I love, like, I love do, having many projects, doing many things. So this book idea has always been there back of my mind. Um, and 
I guess it's just my love for writing, Ben. You know, I started as a blogger. I had my blog called And that's really the journey it's given me, you know, from writing. And I used to write for newspapers as well. So it's it's in my blood, like writing, right? So after 10 years, I was celebrating Fashion Valley's 10th birthday um, in the office. And suddenly I'm like, man, 10 years of so much ups and downs that I don't share on social media. Because obviously social media, everything's perfect. <laughs> oh, so it seems, yeah, yeah. It's all curated, you know? So, I mean, the the really going through the mud, like running a business and growing a business, um, I feel that there's so much that I need to share with other entrepreneurs out there, right? The not so pretty sides of it, the 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 painful sides of it, the fundraising, the the managing a team, the international expansion when you're like nobody there, right? So a lot of it, you know, I've written here in this book, um, it's got 13 chapters and it took me, I thought it would take me a month or two then to finish this. Yeah, right. <laughs> it took me over a year, you know, so I'm like, wow, writing a book is no joke, you know. And um, I I was also running the business and at that time, three kids. So time was obviously not on my side. So I would write at night when everybody's asleep um, and I would try to finish like one chapter in, at one go, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I it, w- it was definitely a journey. I loved it. Um, and honestly, I'm just so proud. Can I just take this moment to be proud of myself? Like, oh, I'm just no, so happy. No, this is my, yeah, my 2022 yeah. highlight. <laughs> you should be super proud of yourself because, look, I used, I, I used to have a column as well, and it was only a thousand words. And the amount of time, mm. you know, the, the good old saying of writing, write it first. And then look at it again after lunch. And edit. And then look at it again, edit, and then look at it again. Yeah. And then, like, you're only happy for until the eighth time, I think. And, like, oh, yeah. I can just imagine a book must have been 16 times that volume of dedication. The, you know, Penguin, my publisher, had to actually put a hard deadline on me because I kept changing things. Because, Ben, like, for me, I'm not a successful entrepreneur yet. I'm still very much in the journey. So I can't, there's, there's no ending yet. I'm still a work in progress. The business is still scaling. So it's a very uh, tough uh, uh, thing to finish the book. So how do you wrap it up nicely? And like, here, here's my finished product, right? Because technically, I'm not done yet. So um, ending it was the toughest. Like chapter 13 was, I didn't know how to end it. I kept changing and changing and changing. Yeah. Um, until when I reread it, I don't want to reread it anymore because like, I, there are things that I'm like, oh, I should have, I should have written it like this, or like, I should have told them this, you know? Yeah, it's never, never happy with it. <laughs> well, tell, I mean, tell us a little bit about the book. I will be honest, I didn't want to read the book yet until speaking to you, because the thing is about me, when I interviewed certain authors through the Penguin Network, and thank a big shout out to Penguin, by the way, who does help, uh, who did help with this interview, and who does help Great People TV with previous episodes and content. But very nice people that did a very good job. Like, I didn't want to read the book because I, I mean, I my questions will be coming from like I've already I've already read it, so that's not fair for our audience. So that's why I didn't. But I, I, I will get there. But tell us about the book itself in terms because a book is a journey. It's chapters, yeah. okay? You know, page yeah. one. This is me, Vivi. You know, page. I mean, page twenty. 
I have the guts to, you know, start a business after law school, you know? And then this, you know, chapter four, maybe people are telling me, don't uh, run a business, uh, work, join a corporation, become a vice president, become a director, become a CEO, and all the cliches, no disrespect. And there's a lot of people who do that. Most people do that. But tell us about, you know, like you can like, constructing the book, putting the book together and tell us it tell us about it from an intangible point of view because I know you're even though you're a tough person, you know, you're tough, you're you're a warrior, but you're also an emotional person that you reflect on the moments and say and have a few tears here and there and say, Oh my God, I achieved that. So how did that book help you in terms of your growth, your strategic yeah. planning for the future and all of the above? Don't want to sound like a consultant, but I'm not <laughs> <laughs> or shrink <laughs> um, you know honestly Ben I needed this book more more than anything because I was going through a really tough time it was pandemic um, so in terms of work being in the fashion industry being a marketplace serving many other fashion um, brands uh, we were hit pretty badly right and it was also at that moment where um, we realized that the business model that we had built um, for a decade was not working anymore. It wasn't profitable. Um, it was getting tough to manage. And there was another part of the business that was scaling much, much faster. So we were at that crossroad of um, where do we go from here? What would the second decade look like? And um, we have to make some really tough decisions. And at that time, we had already decided that, you know, Fashion Valley, the marketplace had to sunset. Um, and we would focus all of our resources and time and energy into building our brands instead because that was going really well. So in if you're talking to like corporate people, you know, it's very, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, let's go. But if you're talking to entrepreneurs who built it from scratch, like this is my baby, like this is everything I've put in for a decade, right? It's much, much more than that, like emotionally, you know, I was just crushed that something I believed in for 10 years, uh, a little less than 10 years, um, could not scale, right? Um, and it was really sad to come to terms with that because even before deciding and telling management, telling investors, telling our customers and all, even before that, Faza and I had the tough conversation and already it was already so tough to, to come to realization, right? To admit that, okay, this is not working out. Uh, we have to pivot. And uh, apparently it's normal. Like every business goes through a pivot at some point of the business journey, right? But for us, it was it was ours. And we didn't know how to handle it. We didn't have experience pivoting, you know? So um, it took us a year plus to still try to save it. So we were like, maybe let's try this. Maybe let's try that. Maybe let's try you know, all sorts of different ways to see if we could still save that business model. And we decided after a year, we, we'd given it our all and we had to pivot. We had to say goodbye. And at that time, we were celebrating 10, the Fashion Valley's 10th birthday. We had already known, you know, and it's very painful, like bittersweet to celebrate a journey that you know is about to end, you know. Um, for that business and um, I needed to write the book I think for me as well it's more of a therapy for myself and if it could benefit others even better right because I was speaking very rawly and very honestly in this book 
um, I didn't no hold barla, you know, like it was just I shared it. <laughs> yeah sometimes too honest <laughs> but i wasn't scared because i'm like you know what like people gotta know like this is what it takes and this is what happened this is my side of the story because some people the, the thing about our business is we're public like we're not public listed but we're public somehow right so Very people funny. hold us to that mm. yeah and um even though we're private you know tiny company but people hold us like we're really um out there right so um that helped us i guess raise the standards you know but expectations were also high um which was good because it really pushed us but at the same time it um it put us in a position where anything we do will be a talk right like whether it's a failure or mistakes or even achievements you know um so there are pros and cons to that so Writing this book made me reflect on the early days, how it all began, you know, and uh, what were the pain points of growing it? When did we st start noticing that there were red flags in the company? Um, and then what did we do about it? Um, how did we know in the end that, okay, it's time to pivot or carry on? You know, like, how did we know? Um, I talked a bit about international expansion as well. You know, it's very humbling. Everybody goes... Okay, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be super big. I'm going to be the best in the world, you know. But actually, that is a very heavy statement to make because, oh, like, if you haven't started international expansion, like, you haven't been humble to the ground, you know. Like, it, it is very humbling to start something in a foreign country where you're not known. And, you know, you may be big here, but when you go there, you're, like, tiny. You know, you have to start again. So it's constantly building startups as you grow. Um, so yeah, sorry, I di digress a bit then, but yeah, no, no. about the book. On point, on point, on point, no worries. Yeah. So about the book, like basically it's a 10 year review of my entrepreneurship journey. Um, and I think it's, it's hard to even put a price to that because it's someone's life for 10 years, you know? And I, I, I think no matter what business you do or no matter, even if you're not an entrepreneur, right? even if you have a dream that you want to fulfill, um, there will be ups and downs and there will be, you know, people who reject you, who don't believe in you. And sometimes you may not even believe in yourself at some moments. Right. Um, and so I think this book can, I, I think a lot of people can relate to it, especially the younger entrepreneurs starting out. No, I need to, you did it for me. You went outside the book. So I'm going to follow you going outside the book. Cause sorry, business journalist hat on once a business journalist, always a business journalist, but <laughs> Tell us about that part, like you said, growing to other countries. Ooh. And like, you know, like like you said, you establish yourself here. You establish the network, the relationships. You can, with one phone call, you can get a decision maker on the phone. You can't do that in other countries. That takes time. That's right. And, That's right. Like, you know, so like, and then also, so the, so the question that I want to ask right here, if it makes sense, is that tell us about that part. And you don't have to go back to the book. It's okay. I mean, just, you know, just tell us as, as Vivi, but like, tell us about that part. But also tell us about the other side of like, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they're very egotistical or maybe emotional of hanging on to this business model. But sometimes you just have to say, F it. It doesn't work. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we got to open a new chapter, no pun intended, or start writing a new chapter. That's right. Yeah, okay. So on the international expansion part, I think um, we, we have... We, we, we had a lot of 
fun growing it honestly like and a lot of it came organically so suddenly we, we had singaporean customers brunei customers okay their neighbors okay great now we have indonesian customers suddenly we had inquiries from uk from us and we started seeing shipments going out there without spending on marketing so that helped us um that helped lead the way for us like which country should we try and go next but there's always that dilemma in an entrepreneur where do because I only have this much money, for example, right? So am I going to spend this money on going to another country? Or am I going to spend this much money growing in my own country and maximizing it? Because I haven't maximized my own country. Here I am going in somewhere else, right? So um, there's also that thing, that, that, that decision you have to make. Whether you want to, you think you've maximized it all here, which pro- you probably haven't. Um, or you go out, right? So for us, we tried to do both, which, you know, uh, could only happen when you fundraise. So for, for us, we fundraise, uh, we got investment in, and with that funds, finally, we could grow, we could make more products, we could buy more products, we could spend on tech, we could open stores, you know, and we could start international uh, teams. So I think um, we have a lot of experience going into, like, say, Middle East, uh, we even tried Indonesia um, and the UK as well. And it's it's very different. Like you think that it's quite simple, you know, just replicate the model. It's never like that. Because first there's business laws there that you have to follow. You have to find a local partner, which might take you years to get the right partner, right? So it's never just... An eternity. It's <laughs> like finding a husband, right? And... and uh, yeah, and, and then you have to find the right team, um, which also is not easy because the bond that you create here is very different to when you start somewhere else from remote. Like to manage remotely is also really tough. Um, and and culture, I think culture is the biggest um, thing that you have to really take time to understand that country that you're going into, right? Which we, in hindsight, we probably didn't. Um, and it for us it as well it's definitely the business model so a platform of malaysian brands is very hard to scale internationally because why would they care about a malaysian platform right like in the uk or or middle east like why would they buy a, a platform of malaysian or asian brands so the product fit product market fit was not there for fashion valley the platform um and so with this new, thank God, we also had our own house brands. So suddenly we saw that people were requesting more of the house brands because they liked the brand. It wasn't a platform necessarily. It was just a brand and they liked what the brand offers. So then I was like, oh my God, like it, it was a dilemma between do we use these resources to grow Fashion Valley overseas or duck overseas? Because it seems like people are more interested in duck. So... Uh, when we did that, finally, I think that was the right call because, um, well, now Duck is in a lot of countries and it's 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 we're still going through the journey, of course, but um, it's much easier to scale a brand than a platform. Yeah. So that's my experience with um, international expansion. And I, I'm still going to go through through a lot more, I guess, in my second decade. Absolutely. I shall write another book. <laughs> but, but the next uh, the next the next the decade after that that should be the name of the book yeah, <laughs> yeah. so on the emotional entrepreneur part right absolutely i've never met an entrepreneur who was not passionate or stubborn you know that their 
this is model is you know the shiz and this is it everybody's gonna love it i'm gonna go to this country that country everybody's gonna love it that's the mindset of an entrepreneur and that's what makes entrepreneurs so special because they're so passionate about it and and you know you get the energy and you believe them you know because they believe it so much you know and um so i think that's the traits of an entrepreneur you know very passionate very stubborn um but the flip side is that when things are not going well um they're blindsided they're probably clouded you know like you can show them any numbers whatever you know but they're like oh because of this because of that like they make excuses but when when the data is so clear you know that you know it's not looking so good right so i admit like i i was one of that like of course you know because you want to make this work you really you really will try anything to try to make it work right so um you generally entrepreneurs don't like giving up right so i i've learned that the phrase the advice never give up is a bad advice sometimes you have to give up sometimes it's just not working and you are so stubborn that you don't want to give up um but sometimes the right move is to pivot you know and to give up that the old um direction or the old ways right so uh change is inevitable right like when the market changes and the the culture changes society changes you've got to check and reflect on your own business as well you're like do i have to change too does the business have to change too you know and if you leave this to the entrepreneur that's probably not going to happen so an entrepreneur must have a support system either in management team either in investors or advisors or mentors or even friends right that can tell you as it is and for me i have a lot of those people around me so they will tell me like vivi you're dreaming or like vivi this is not working vivi like you need to look at the trends of the world and are you going that way or are you fighting the trend um and it's tough tough conversations to have and you know like an entrepreneur you're basically na- navigating the unknown how would you know like you know it's it's dark like there's no manual there's no um telling you you know there's no ways there's no maps to tell you which way to go you know sometimes it's really just you just closing your eyes and just deciding i'm going left or right and then just like halas like don't look back and just take the you know just just move on with that decision that you made and and that i think that's the only way you can yeah great advice great advice look vivi i've only got two more questions for you because i always like to keep great people tv as a nice and tight conversation so okay. i mean it's been a it's been a good one i mean actually you've answered a lot of my questions that i sent earlier in the email so which is great because you've written this book it's straight up no bs the struggles the milestones as well and you wrote it from a point of view that and you and you humbly said you know look i'm not a grandiose entrepreneur i'm just still figuring it out so you wrote it from that point of view so you could share with other entrepreneurs who sometimes do need to quit and we say that in the nicest possible way because you know because you don't want to incur any more losses or anything like that or yeah. any more traffic bad traffic but two more uh, two more questions and what's this as a as a as a journalist you always you always look for the uh the intangibles you look for what people like uh, that don't expect to hear and all of the above 
So one thing that I did, I actually, and you don't know this, many years ago when I first interviewed you, I asked your staff who were then with you then, I said, what's Vivi like? You know, and people Ooh. management style. Because, you know, she's got such fantastic PR, you know, that she's really good with people. She manages stakeholders well. And then I asked those questions over the years to people who have worked for you. And they always said, look, Vivi sets the bar high. Megaly, megaly high. So, and she's the type of person, yes, she's nice, she's sweet, she's pretty, but um, don't let that fool you. She will come at you and ask you the same questions probably eight times a day until it's done. So, <laughs> oh my so, God. So like that was then, that was probably in the 2015. How would you okay. describe yourself now after writing a book, after having four children, after scaling the business to a, a, a different level? You know, you you also have changed your personal surroundings that you've, uh, you've moved your place. So all that shapes and changes a person. So how would you describe your management and leadership style now after going through everything that I just said? I compared to that, would... compared to that Vivi who asked the same question eight times a day sort of thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So I, I, I would say those people you asked, I think they were spot on. I get because we get three sixty review, right? So I get reviewed every every quarter. <laughs> oh, ouch! <laughs> like read about myself and like, okay, you know, like Vivi messages me after working hours. <laughs> okay, stop doing that. You know, <laughs> um, I am what you would expect in an entrepreneur. You want to go far. You're very ambitious, you know. So for me, I don't rest until I get. And I'm not there. In fact, I'm far from there, right? So my fire is burning, right? And I'm just so, I feel like I can go so far, but I can't go alone. I need a whole team with me and I need them to believe this like how I do, right? And that's tough. Um, honestly, have I changed over the years? Um, I think after having kids, it's inevitable that your priorities change a bit because even your time is split, you know, so you can't message people eight times a day anymore, maybe four times. <laughs> but um, I, I, for, for me, I started this year, I changed the way I manage. So I'm not in the office every day anymore. I, I realized that I need to give people their space, you know, so not, you know, breathe down their necks, you know. I used to be a micromanager because you just want things perfectly the way you see it. But then you you get you get more mature, I guess, as you go along the way. You're like, your way isn't the, the best way. Sometimes there are experts who know more than you, right? So um, uh, it's, it's a balance. It's a little tug of war, letting go, delegating, but also like seeing from far and you're like, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way, you know. Um, I think every leader would go through that, right? So for now, um, I'm not in the office every day. I choose one day of the week where I meet my direct reports and um, I spend my time now visiting my stores and networking because I feel like that's what my business needs of me because I want to expand the business now. Operations, I would prefer not getting involved. Um, I have a good team, you know, that I want to be close to. But at the same time, it's not like the startup days anymore. I don't know. I don't know, Ben, like when you start your business and all, like you would go through the entire day, every single department with the same group of people, right? But now when the business is, um, you know, more organized, more structured, you don't get that anymore. It's it's very, um, you know, if I do marketing, I do marketing. If I do finance, I just do finance. So it's hard to get that 
um, let's do this, guys. Let's everyone, you know, now it's about, you know, KPIs and like, um, and appraisals and, you know, so it's, it's, it's a different phase for Passion Valley and I have to change as well. So I recognize that. Um, and for me, I hold my direct reports to what they're accountable for. And I hold myself to what I'm accountable for as well, right? But I have learned to give people space. And that took me 12 years. <laughs> well, better late than never. You know what? You know, better late than never. I mean, so, someone told me, I'm, uh, and people who have worked with me and who have left both, uh, small businesses that I have set up, they just said, Ben, you're too control. We're not on the same page as you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not on the same page as you. You know, they've got other priorities. They were, I mean, especially with the younger staff, you know, they want to go out for donuts and coffee with their friends. They want to go date their future husband, also. you know, and all the above. So, yeah. and it took me a while to, and, like, and someone once told me, uh, which resonates with these people like you and me, and I'm not saying that we're better than everybody else or whatever, it's just probably we're workaholics, is that yeah. someone once told me you can't expect everybody to be on the same pace as you. You can't expect everybody to think about work 24-7 like you. Like you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and I think the key words was like, like you. So I had to step back out of my narcissistic self, you know what I mean? And this business, my business is a bit of narcissism there. So I said, oh God, I said, I'm being a, I'm being a, an a-hole, you know, I said, I better step back. Yeah. But, some, but, yeah. but with some people, but with some people, you just have to cut it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just have to say, sorry, this ain't working out. Okay. This ain't working out. I've tried diplomacy. I've tried everything and it's just working out. Let's just shake hands and say, see you later. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, that's I, the truth. You know, I, I have this rule now where I don't follow my stuff on Instagram. And and I used to because we were like a family, right? Like really tight. But as, as people move on and drift apart and all that, it's it's just a little bit, um, sometimes it's, it's painful to watch their journey, especially if they go to competitors, for example, right? So you don't want to see that, you know, and you respect it, like it's fine, but do you want it in your personal space and your social media? Maybe not, right? So um, so I, I've learned to kind of set a boundary a little bit. Um, last time, if, you know, uh, when we were much, you know, younger, um, like 20s and all that, not married, we would go out, we would go to each other's houses, we would sleep over each other's houses, you know, uh, I, I noticed that I don't do that anymore naturally. Um, I think I'm also growing up and like I don't, I, I have a boundary now, I think, with my team. You know, I respect them, I love them, but um, I I think it's for my own mental health and sanity that there's a boundary as well. And you know what? They don't even want their boss following them on Instagram. How weird is that? It works two ways. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, oh boss, it could I boss for no. So they would yeah. be very conservative about their posts. But look, exactly. it's, been, uh, it's been a great conversation. Uh, just one final request, or not request, request, yeah. transaction. Just one, one last thought, really. Uh, could you just pick up something from the book? Just open it randomly, and maybe you yeah. know which page you like, and just read us out two sentences. Because I want this to be a teaser for people to buy the book and read the book because. I really feel the entrepreneurship space in Malaysia really needs your honest, proud duck story, you know, or stories. Just yeah. anything. It doesn't have to be structured. I'm just random thing because usually with authors, there's usually one or two chapters that really stick to their art that could probably memorize, like just say it off the cuff in any way, really. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, wait, uh, let me think. That's the thing, like, every chapter is, like, my favorite chapter, so how? <laughs> okay, maybe maybe this one. What page? Okay, so this is page 163. So this is Fashion Valley's 10th birthday. Remember I told you about it earlier um, when we were talking? Um, it was a pivotal moment for me. It was bittersweet. It was celebrating the birthday of a marketplace that was ending, right? So, um... Here, okay, so I, I read up. Uh? Yeah. Okay. We come full circle. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, start here. It was the three of us 10 years ago, Fadza, Asma, and I. And on that day, it was the three of us again reunited to celebrate the mutual love and respect we have for our baby, Fashion Valley. We come full circle after a decade. I wiped my tears because our baby was not going away. It was evolving to enter its next phase in life. It may not have been what we thought it would grow into, but hey, that's life, full of surprises and twists and turns. That's why to every card you're dealt in life, give your full heart and soul. Do not do things half-heartedly, because only then will you, have, will, will you live a life of no regrets. FV platform had to sunset, but I have absolutely no regrets knowing that I've given it my all. Over the years, there was a lot of sadness Evie had to endure, getting rejections for funding, getting rejections from brands, getting rejections from opportunities overseas. But it all makes sense now. All those rejections needed to happen for us to realize that we had the wrong business model. All those rejections needed to happen for us to create Duck and other in-house brands. All those rejections needed to happen for us to thrive later. All those tears I cried when things didn't work out for the platform. Little did I know that was God protecting me from digging a deeper hole. We may not realize that most of the time. Rejection is God's protection. The end. So then I go on to talk about the pivot. Well, not the end. There's more. So everybody, if you like, you got to get this book. You know, it's very rare that an Asian or Malaysian would come out as what it is, you know, not, it's not censored or anything like that. And just the proud, honest truth. And I've known Vivi for quite some time. She does speak from the heart, straight up, no BS. So get the book. Page 163 is just the teaser because page 163 is the answer. Instead of asking me the cliche, uh, asking you the cliche question, what's your advice? Once the page 163 just said everything. Rejection leads to good things, you know. Uh, I always tell the children negative is to positive. Look, Vivi, thank you so much for being with us here today and telling us about this great story. I think everybody will enjoy this. They'll be watch, uh, watching this over Sahor and Book of Wasser and all, all of the above. Well, it is a re- it's a really great inspirational interview and episode. Thank you to Penguin for helping facilitate this interview. It's been really, really good. Look, Vivi, um, don't be a stranger. I know we don't see each other as much as we used to, but, you know, um, yeah, let, let, let's... Let, me let, let us, time. Yeah, let, let us try to... See each other more because we can't just be always working, right? Of course, you workaholic, you. <laughs> pot, as well. Pot, pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> okay. okay, well, Ben, for having no me, I'm really honored to be on your on your show. So, everyone, don't forget we are on LinkedIn, we are on Facebook, we are on YouTube, we are on Instagram. The Borneo Digital team are doing a fantastic job helping us cutting up some great content every week to inspire everybody so until the next episode of great people tv take care thank you very much for being yourself 
Selamat berpuasa to everybody who is fasting and we will catch you on the next episode of Great People Bye. Team. Take care. Bye.